Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to the Swears and Does Hair podcast. It is your host, Sue, and today I have an awesome guest with me. It's Stephanie Mitchell, and she is a Facebook and Instagram ads expert, and she teaches beauty professionals how to utilize Facebook and Instagram ads um, and reach more potential brides. So thank you so much for joining me today, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sue. I love chatting about this topic and I'm excited to jump into it. Awesome. So um, today we're going to be kind of talking about um, when it's time to start investing in paid advertising. Um, A lot of people feel really frustrated uh, by a lack of results from paid online listings on places like The Knot and Wedding Wire, where you can't control who's seeing your content and you're just hoping it resonates with the right people. Um, Whereas if you're doing targeted ads through Facebook and Instagram, I feel like you have a much better opportunity to target the right people for your business. So Mm. when it does come time to start investing in paid advertising to grow and to scale your business, a lot of people um, are kind of unsure and ask me a lot of questions about whether or not they should invest, where to invest. And I, um, I wanted to bring you on today to kind of help to demystify a little bit of what, uh, Facebook ads and Instagram ads, um, can do uh, for their business. So before we jump into it, I'd love to take a few moments and have you kind of introduce yourself to the audience because I know who you are. I followed you for a couple of years and Mm -hmm. uh, we've connected online. I'm part of your uh, email newsletter and and have been following along with your business journey for the last couple of years. So um, for the people who are unfamiliar with who you are, please take a moment to tell us who you are, what do you do for a living? Yeah, so um, I live in Canada. Uh, I live in Ottawa, Canada. We just got a huge dumping of snow here. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm Canadian, but I hate the winter time. Um, actually, on like a personal side, um, my fiance is Italian, and we lived in Italy for we lived in Rome for four years, and we're actually moving back again this summer. So I can't wait to be. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have the kind of job that it's all remote, so I do yeah. all online teaching and that kind of thing. So fortunately, I can do it anywhere in the world, which is so cool. Um, I teach Facebook and Instagram advertising. Um, I have a program called the ad lab where I teach, um, independent beauty pros, how to get booked out using Facebook and Instagram ads. I just, I love them for myself. Um, I've been using Facebook and Instagram ads for all my businesses. I've, you know, had a few different businesses. I was the marketing director for a few different companies and, um, advertising was always kind of like my saving grace. And over the years, I just kind of figured it out figured out how to do it. And then I realized like so many people 
are missing out on ads. Mm -hmm. Maybe they try boosting posts and they don't work because they were not done right. Or maybe they're just kind of never even ventured into advertising and are just using Instagram as like their main, you know, just regular posting on Instagram Uh as their main kind of like promotional tool, which is great. Like everybody should have an Instagram account, but a lot of times you're kind of just you feel like you're kind of like yelling into the abyss, like nobody's seeing your posts. You're just kind of, it's a, it's a struggle to get engagement, but uh-huh. when it, when you actually do an ad and it's done right, engagement doesn't even really matter when you're showing your ad to the right people and you've got the right content in your ad. It's all about getting the clients and the revenue and all the great stuff that comes from advertising. So my goal is to teach every single beauty business owner how amazing advertising is and how they can use it in their own business. Um, It doesn't have to be techie or expensive or difficult. Um, It's so doable and it really connects you with those dream clients that you really want to have in your business. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about... um how you help people like that. So you said you have a course that's called the Ad Lab. Mm -hmm. And is it like an online program? Is it a group coaching kind of program? Yeah, it's online. Um, I've been running it for the past two and a half years now. Mm -hmm. I actually just got um, a rebrand. It used to be called the Facebook Formula for Salons, but advertising is like moving over less about Facebook and more about Instagram now. Mm -hmm. So the the name was kind of like, it wasn't a great name for that. And also I used to work more with salons and now I work more with independent beauty pros. Awesome. Um, okay. So that that's kind of like why I changed the name. Um, so the ad lab is, it's an online program where I have all the videos and I teach you step-by-step step, like how to set up your ads, um, give you a ton of templates of what your ads should look like, how to target them to the right people, all that. Awesome. Um, but then we also have weekly um, group coaching. And then we also have a mastermind where you get feedback on your ads, um, see what everybody else is working on, um, you know, get help to launch your ads and all of that. So it's really high touch and it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a great experience for someone who wants to do ads, but isn't really sure where to start or even like what they should look like. Gotcha. So when it comes to, um, Facebook ads or Instagram ads, because like I agree, I feel like it's a lot more towards um, Instagram, specifically mm-hmm. in the bridal and the um, the beauty. They, yes. Those two definitely are very super Instagram heavy, which is why I teach so much uh, about Instagram. And I have my own course on teaching them how to use Instagram um, to get more visible and stuff like that. And I feel like when you when you set up that uh, that Instagram to work really well, that's when it's time to really kind of start moving forward and scaling with ads. Um, what do you think that um, when it comes to ads, like what do you think is important for people to uh, to kind of understand, like what threshold, I guess, um, would be a good indicator for, okay, now it's time to move on to to using ads on Instagram rather than just posting and, and hoping for the right visibility? Um, so kind of like when's the right time to start running ads, you mean? Yeah, sorry. That was like a really long-winded way of being <laughs> like, so how do I know when it's time for ads, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I would say that 
if you are at the point where you have a little bit of a budget to spend on advertising uh-huh. and you have you're confident about advertising your business to new people it's time. Like, I don't think that you need to be at a certain point in your business. It doesn't cost that much money to do ads. Um, I, I think that Instagram, just like regular posting on Instagram should be used as a strategy in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that anyone who wants to be busier and booked out more, maybe they're introducing a new service and they're kind of wanting to test it out to new people, or they've, maybe change something about their business, their pricing mm-hmm. or their location or something like that. And they're ready for new clients. Um, I think that that's the right time to run ads. Gotcha. Um, so is doing Facebook ads complicated or, or hard? Is it something that they can do themselves? Do they need to hire somebody to manage that for them? Because I know that there's like a million people out there who are like, oh, I'll be your social media manager. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about like doing ads and stuff too. And yeah. when it comes to it all, it can get really uh, expensive. Um, so is that something that they should think about doing or should they start kind of trying to do it on their own first? Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly of the opinion that before you hire something out, you should always figure out how to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. That way, when you hire somebody, you know what to look for in a social media manager or an ad manager or, um, you know, whatever, whatever you're hiring out, you should learn how to do it first. But that said, um, with advertising, I don't think you need to hire it out. It can be quite expensive to hire it out. Like mm-hmm. you can pay that person. Usually it will be like between like 500 and $1,500 a month. Uh-huh. Imagine if you could put that money into advertising and, and just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not perfect, you have more of a budget to kind of like test things and see what works. And I'm a huge proponent of um, like testing and tweaking. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be hired out. It doesn't have to be difficult. Um, when you're creating your own content, it has more of like that personal feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have better quality videos, your captions are written with your personality. So there's a lot of benefits to doing it yourself for sure. Yeah. I think authenticity is really what people are looking for. I know that Mm -hmm. when I see ads that just feel too adsy, you know, I can just tell them like, oh my God, they're just trying to sell me something. They're not actually trying to connect with me. They're not Mm -hmm. actually trying to, you know, solve my problem, you know, they don't necessarily relate to me as a consumer. Mm-hmm. They're just like, hi, here's my product and, and here's how much it costs. Please buy it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that doing it yourself um, does add that more authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of budget should people think of? Because I hear like so many different things. I've taken a ton of different um ad classes for Instagram and for Facebook and stuff like that. And I used to spend a lot of money um, doing them last year in 2021. But uh, like there are people who say like, oh, yeah, a $5 a day kind of thing. And then there are other people who are like, no, if you're not doing 20 or $25 a day, you're you're throwing money down the drain. Like what's kind of your viewpoint on what is – a a typical cost to start out with? What should people anticipate? So actually $5 a day is a good place to start. Um, That's what I recommend to my student. Mm -hmm. Ads are getting more expensive because more, especially with COVID, like more and more businesses are advertising things online. Uh Um, So there's more competition. So ad costs 
are going up. But uh-huh. that said, $5 a day is still a good place to start out with. I have a lot of students who will start out with $5 a day. And once they start to see results, they'll they'll bring it up to like $10 a day. Mm-hmm. Um, $10 a day is $70 a week. That's over two weeks, $140, which may sound like a lot, but when you're doing them right, they pay for themselves really, really quickly yeah. and then some. So one of my students, for example, Kadisha, she's an esthetician. I work with a lot of estheticians and um, she did an ad. She spent $5 a day on it. And um, over the course, I think she ran that ad for like two to three months because mm-hmm. it just did so well. She didn't even need to like tweak it or turn it off or change it or anything. It just yep. kept going. And she had over 300 clients book her just from that ad. Wow. That's um, amazing. I know. And and so like, you know, when you're just starting out and and that kind of thing and you're you're hungry for it, you can really make these things work on a really small budget. That's awesome. Yeah. I used to do like five to ten dollars a day but then I would like front load my ad so I didn't set it per day so to speak I would say okay you know run it for my set budget for the month and then I usually kind of went that way for like two or three weeks and then I would pause the ad and then start it over again the next month Mm -hmm. um and that way it helped me filter through like my inquiries and everything that I was getting like that last week of the month, I was kind of, so I was still using the same budget as if I was doing five or $10 a day for a whole month, but I was only running it for three weeks and then turning it off for a week um, to kind of manage it. And then um, to do my little tweaks and I, I filled up when I was doing hair behind the chair, I used Facebook ads and Instagram ads and oh my God, it was like gangbusters. Like I, I filled up my business so quickly. Um, when it comes to weddings, what kind of tweaks or, or differences do you think that kind of need to happen because it's different than a salon, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have unlimited availability and openings and things like that. And brides shop for things so far in advance. Do you have any, specific um, recommendations along those lines? Yeah. Yes. So a few different things. Um, first of all, I think you hit the nail on the head with like, you need to think about this in advance. So think when your busy bridal season is. Um, so say it's between May and September. Mm-hmm. Or is it, do you think it's more like June, August, or like what's what would be your... Um, well, it's really different depending on where in the country they mm-hmm. are, um, just because in the United States, we have we have so many different climates. We're, we're just fucking huge. So <laughs> you have like, you know, you have like New England where most people are getting married, you know, like May through October kind of, yeah. because the weather is much milder. And it's not super hot during the summer, whereas like places in Virginia, it it's more cyclical. So like March through June, it'll be busier. And then July and August just get disgustingly hot. So it kind of oh, like right, it right, tanks right. during those two months for mm-hmm. a lot. And then September and October are ridiculously busy. And each of those months kind of has their own like how far out in advance they are. Like for yeah. for a September or October date, if you're not booking somebody a year in advance, you, you're almost shit out of luck. There's like almost no way you're going to find anybody right. that's available still. But for something like June, July, August, or even somewhere like 
March or April, you could mm-hmm. probably get away with the six to nine months. So it's kind of like it really does kind of need to be a constant, consistent marketing thing because people yes. are always um, at different like stages of booking. Okay. So I would okay, say so- more like you need to have targeted ads that are targeted mm-hmm. to buying mindsets. Like, cause yes. every single month there's going to be people in three of three different mindsets. One who's just starting to look for information, mm-hmm. someone who's to the point where they've found vendors and they're comparing. And then somebody who's like, I need to get this check off my list now. So I think it would kind of triple your ads where you'd want yeah. three different targeted ones speaking to where people are in that mindset rather than just one general, hey, brides, it's time to book because everybody's going to be at a different Yeah. Different oh, that's that's really, really good to know. So yeah, if you wanted to go all out and, and like, um, you know, put that into three different ads, then, mm-hmm. then definitely that's one way to go. Um, if you wanted to keep it simple, you could just kind of do a general um, ad uh, and kind of make it target all three of those kind of like buyer uh, personas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the first thing is just definitely think about timing. <laughs> think about, okay, when do most of your brides book for you? Is it six months in advance? Is it 12 months in advance? And put more of your ad budget into that time period. Mm-hmm. So definitely think about timing. Um, second of all, uh, you know, usually you were asking what's the difference between like targeting um, with bridal ads and, you know, regular like hair, uh-huh. makeup, aesthetics ads. I think that brides will need a lot more info from you than um, regular clients. And I'm sure you talk about this all the time, but, you know, people are doing their research. They want to see like a large portfolio. They want to understand like how the whole thing works, how the pricing breaks down, what the timing's like, what the trial packages are, all of that. So um, whereas typically my ads um, for my students would be they see your ad, they click the button on it to message you and chat and get more info. And then, you know, you book an appointment with them there with a, with a bridal client, they need more. So you're going to want to have a website with a page on it devoted to all those questions that clients are going to be asking you. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to have lots of photos. You definitely want to have a video both in your ad and on that web page um, for your bridal clients. Um, we want to see who you are. We want to see obviously some of your past weddings that you've done. Just we want to make everything really, really high, high vibe and just really um uh I, I don't want to say high class because not necessarily all um you know bridal providers and, and clients are looking for that, but you really want to come across as professional and um, really high skilled. So definitely have a web page about that. Do a video. I recommend everybody does video, but I definitely think that having um, especially maybe a professional video done, mm-hmm. it really makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, my student that I was talking about, Kadisha, she actually worked with a videographer and she spent, I think only like 300 bucks uh-huh. on getting her video done. Um, some of my students do that. They pay a videographer to get a video done just with like some really nice clips of them working on clients and uh-huh. in their studio, et cetera. It makes a big difference because it gives you that um, that value that like, oh, wow, this person, she's really put together. She's very professional. Yeah. Um, and as for targeting, 
you can definitely just target like demographics, classic demographics of like age and gender and um, location. But for um, bridal clients, you can actually use Facebook ads manager and target people who are engaged. So that's one extra type of targeting criteria that might be really helpful. Awesome. So I want to bring it back to where you had mentioned about um, video because that was one of the things that I did. I ran uh, video ads and they worked really, really well for me. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I actually did it um, for really inexpensive is I had a couple of styled shoots coming up and there was the same videographer who was kind of just starting their business. And so Mm -hmm. she was doing a lot of styled shoots, doing the video to create promo reels for her business. And I said to her, I said, well, look, we're going to be at two shoots together, like two weeks apart or so. And I said, you know, can you take some of the footage that you film of me doing the model and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the footage that you're already capturing for your stuff. And can you spin those together to put together some kind of little ad for me? Yeah. And she was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And she charged me like $250. So it was a really great opportunity because she was already going to be there. Now here she can make a little bit of money for something that she essentially was going to be doing for free anyways, Mm because she was doing that style shoot and she was building her business that way. And it was a great way to build um, a really good relationship. And now I'm one of her preferred vendors. We work on shoots and weddings and stuff together all of the time. And we've, we've built this really great friendship over the last few years because, you know, we connected and I wasn't coming to her being like, Hey, can you do something for me for free? Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, okay, Hey, here's where it's going to be mutually beneficial, but I'm also going to offer to pay you. What would you charge for something like this? And she was able to offer me that really great rate. Um, That's awesome. So it was really, really good. So if anybody who's like hearing this and being like, oh shit, video, like how do I, how do I do that? That's going to be so expensive. That's going to be so time consuming. You don't have to really overthink it. If you have a styled shoot that you're going to be participating in anyways, see if they have a videographer and then reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way, you know, you can you can really get some quality stuff from somebody yes. who it's their, it's their job, you know? So. Absolutely. Um, Such a good idea. Yeah. So if you um, are doing ads, do you think that like story ads work better or feed ads or do you like recommend a combination yeah, of both? Um, I definitely recommend feed ads because okay. your ad – it should be about a minute, maybe two minutes long. Like okay. ads used to have to be 60 seconds or less for okay. your feed. But now Instagram, um, you can have longer video ads now. But still, it shouldn't be so long. People, uh-huh. people you'll be able to keep their attention for like a minute or two. Um, so one minute is great. And with, with stories ads, you know, they can only be 15 seconds long each and people have a lower attention span there. Uh Um, so definitely a feed ad, definitely just like a minute. And instead of just having one long clip where you're just like talking to the camera, try to break it up with different clips showing you, like I said, working with clients, like a sizzle reel of like some of your best client work, just a quick few seconds, introducing yourself, telling them about, you know, your bridal services, all of that. Um, I have no doubt that a video like that will not only be great for your ads, but you can also reuse it on your website. Um, you can reuse it in so many different places. 
Uh, yeah, that's what I did too. I put it on my website when I wasn't running it as an ad. And then mm-hmm. people are seeing it again. And when people see things multiple times, it just reinforces things in yes. their minds. So a lot of people, I think, overthink stuff and they're like, oh my God, I can't use this over again. It's like, no, recycle. You're actually mm-hmm. reinforcing the message. It's good. It's like, it's kind of yes. advertising 101, you know, mm-hmm. like Hulu will show you the same damn commercial eight times when you're watching a 45 minute episode of something. There's a reason behind that. They're being paid a lot of money to inundate you with the same message over and over and over again. Um, So obviously don't like go crazy like that because we're not, we're not commercials, but you know, like it, it can be reused multiple times, multiple ways. And that way I think it takes a little bit of the pressure off of the content creation process. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I reusing it on a website, I think is a great, great idea. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're going to put together an ad campaign, um, what kind of things should they do beforehand? Because I think a lot of people kind of like just jump into like creating an ads and then they don't quite pay so much attention to where that ad's going to be sending them and making sure that that's all really good. So you had kind of like talked a little bit already about, you know, having a website um, and presenting yourself professionally. What other kinds of things should they be making sure to check off their list before they ever even open up that ads manager? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So definitely uh, have that website set up with that page with all the information. Um, also I know that people are going to be creeping your Instagram page when they see your ad, Mm -hmm. you want them to interact directly with your ad. But the truth is, especially brides, they're going to be looking around. They're doing lots of research. So they're going to look at your Instagram profile and you want to make sure it gives a really good impression. Mm -hmm. Um, so look at your bio, make sure that it states really, really clearly who you are, what you do, what makes you special, um, what you specialize in. Um, you want to, um, in your feed, make sure that you are present because it's not just about the great work that you do and the beautiful portfolio pictures that you have, but they also want to know who you are as a person. So make exactly, sure that yeah. you've got several posts in your feed um, near the top. So every few posts should have a picture or video containing you talking about you, introducing yourself, reintroducing yourself. Um, There's really no such thing as too much you on your feed. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely make sure that you're present because people are going to be researching. Absolutely. Especially with something like weddings because they're Mm -hmm. not necessarily always just buying the service and we want to think of ourselves as like, artists and we're selling our art, but we're not really. Anybody can kind of do what we do as far as like, if you're looking at pros in general, like obviously not a consumer, but as far as pros, kind of like we all do the same thing. People are buying us. They're buying the experience of working with us Mm -hmm. and our personality and our energy that we bring to their space. And so I think you hit the nail right on the head. There's there's Mm -hmm. no too much of you unless you're sitting there as a makeup artist and literally the only thing that you have on there is photos of doing makeup (laughs) on yourself like that at that point it's kind of like okay maybe let's show that we actually do makeup on other people and we don't just sit in our bathroom and do makeup on ourselves but other than that you know like you really you can't overdo it with yourself because people want to connect with you they're they're buying from people 
you know, they're not, we're not going to McDonald's and buying a cheeseburger here. We're buying somebody to come into our home or our wedding venue or our hotel room on our wedding day and be with Mm -hmm. us at a very emotional and vulnerable time in our lives dealing with our insecurities about how we look. Um, And so people always want to make sure that they're connecting with other people. So I think it's really good to, yeah, make sure that you're, you're breaking up your feed. Cause I, sometimes I I look Mm -hmm. at people's feed and I do like Instagram audits and I I teach people, you know, about Instagram and using that for organic um, marketing. And I see like, it's just all the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all of other people. And it's like, well, where, where are you? Where are you in there? Who is that behind the scenes? You have to make it a little bit more personal and a little bit more relatable. Um, and I think that, you know, making sure that you're in there is really important. Yes. Awesome. So when it comes time to setting these kinds of things up, what type of things do they kind of have to to do in the back end? Is it is it really time consuming to get started with setting up the Facebook manager or do you think it's something that like people can get done in an afternoon kind of thing? Um, definitely an afternoon or less. So once you've got your video, um, you've got your caption, you've got your website set up. It's just a question of setting up your ad. Um, I use the Facebook ads manager for that. And that's what I teach because, um, just doing like a boosted post or a promoted post directly from the Instagram app it doesn't give you as many options. Mm -hmm. So definitely getting a little bit familiar with the Facebook ads manager helps. Um, And then from there, it's just like a process, just like step-by-step. They help you set it up step-by-step. So you choose what your uh, objective is. um, You choose your budget. You choose your targeting. um, You plop in your video and your caption and... um, where you want to send people to and you press publish it. There are like in the ads manager, there's so many different buttons and stuff, but when you know what to look for, you can just ignore all that other stuff and really just focus on the things that are going to help you launch your ad ASAP without all the extra bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to objectives, uh, there's so many different options. Do you have one that you think works particularly well for this industry? Uh, so usually how I teach it is, uh, messages, because like I said, I think that having a messaging ad where your objective is to get people to message you, mm-hmm. um, it really, it really works in my experience and with my students because people get to ask you questions then you get to send them a link to your booking app. It's, it's a lot more personal, but it doesn't take a lot of like extra load to do because, Um, With the ads manager, you can actually set up automated messaging so that Uh people can ask you questions and you can give them answers without you even needing to manually respond, which is really cool. Um, However, that said, for um, bridal services, you might want to go for a uh, link clicks ad. Like uh, the objective would be to get traffic. And um, because of that, that's why you would want to have your website. You want to make it really nice and pretty and set up and optimized to look well, uh, to look good on an, an iPhone or a phone so that when people are on their mobile, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, just make sure that your website is set up so that you have an easy action for them to take. So once they get all the information, make it really clear on that page, directly on that page without clicking around to other places on your website how, like, what are the next steps? Usually the next steps would be 
get in contact um, and we'll do a consultation or um, what would you do, Sue, like on that website? Would you just have like a contact form? Would you make it so that they like set up a consultation or what would you do? Uh, usually I educate people to have the contact form, mm-hmm. um, but with their website, like when I teach um, – in my course, and then I'm actually getting ready to launch a new course that is specific to setting up a website just for bridal beauty professionals. Mm-hmm. Like it's just an intensive on, on building the perfect website. Um, is to have a place for those three different buying mindsets on every page so that there is like, there's a path that you lead them through on the website that always leads to either they are self-qualifying and clicking off your website and they're not wasting your time anymore because they self-identified as they're not the right target or Mm -hmm. they end up at your, um, your booking form, like your, your contact page. Um, and then your workflow would go into the automation of whether you direct them to a consultation call or whether you send them more booking information that way. I, I typically coach people not to do the consultation calls um, mm-hmm. because I feel like they can waste a lot of unnecessary time. And if you have a good workflow and you have a good system in the back end, if you've done all of your marketing correctly, your brides have already pre-qualified themselves. And the only people making it to your inbox are the people who want to book you. So you don't need to continue the selling process in a phone consultation. You can do that at a later point after you've already booked them and after you've already mm-hmm. contracted with them um, to get more of their preferences and to do like a pre-trial, so to speak, um, right. versus using that as like now you have to sell to them even more and you now you have to convince the people that are on the fence. Like I, I think you shouldn't be wasting your time with people who are on the fence. Either they should mm-hmm. jump over the fence onto your side or they should get off the fence and, and stop wasting your time. And that should be a decision that they make on their own. And if your marketing is done correctly, they'll make that decision for them. You don't need to do it. Like, yeah. you know, Target doesn't call you and, and convince you to shop at Target versus Walmart. They've already done their market research and they know who they're targeting. A, you know, a Walmart shopper and a, and a Target shopper. Like there are people who are, are just not going to ever go to Walmart. They're, they know they're like, I'm going to go to Target. I'll drive the extra five miles down the street. I'll spend the extra 30 cents. I'm going to shop at Target. And, you know, Walmart doesn't need to try and convince them, oh, you should come to us. That, so I, I, that's the way I approach marketing and the way I kind of approach consultations. Um, it just feels kind of car salesman to yeah. me to do, to do phone consultations. Um, right. But some people, they love it. So it's like if, you, if that's how you do it and that's what you like and you want to pre-qualify yourself a little bit further and make sure that what they're asking for is what matches up with you you know, and, and they're the a kind of client that you want to take on, then yeah, go and, and get them to, I would say, send them to some type of online scheduling, you know, a Calendly mm-hmm. link or something like that um, yeah. versus your booking details. But I think yeah. as much as you can automate in the, um, in the process as possible, uh, the, the more effective the use of your time is. And if you are so, you know, say you charge $100 for something and it, you can get that whole service uh, completed in five hours. You know, that's $20 an hour kind of thing. But if you can conserve the back end 
of your time and you can cut that down to four hours of administrative time, you've now given yourself a raise. You're now making $24 or $25 an hour versus $20 an hour kind of thing. So mm. it's, it, that's, that's kind of my philosophy in a, yeah. in a, in a long winded way. Sorry, I'm a little long winded today. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. It's really good to know it's yeah. good for me to see the other side of things um, in the beauty, uh, like in the bridal industry specifically. So yeah. I like to hear that. Yeah. Cause there's so many times where it's like, you're already not even available. You know, so I think it's like unless you literally have some kind of thing that's consistently being updated with what your dates are. And then there are people who are just going to ignore that. You know, I have had in big, bold, bright red letters above my contact form saying I am completely booked for October 2022. There are there's zero availability. And then I'll have people who will still fill out the contact form and be like, hey, um, I saw that you said you don't have any availability, but I wanted to still reach out just in case. And it's like, you literally just admitted that you read <laughs> that I don't have any availability and I don't want to continue to waste my time on those. And if I yeah. was sending people to a link to schedule a phone consultation, then I have to go through the whole process of having a phone consultation just to tell them, no, I'm not available or go through and like double cross-reference dates and stuff like that and then cancel their appointment and then email to them saying, hey, I had to cancel your appointment because I'm actually not available. So um, I think the the contact form is a little bit of an easier way to go to kind of filter and automate as much as possible. Because if you're running ads, there's the potential for, you know, you to really blow up your inbox with all of these people that may not necessarily be the best fit for your business unless you've really got your your targeting and your messaging nailed in and mm -hmm. starting on ads I think that's a little tricky it, it requires a lot of testing like you said you know yeah. you have to really make sure that your your message is meeting the right people at the right time for it to be effective otherwise mm -hmm. it's it has the potential to waste a lot of your money so if you can if you can automate as much of the process so that you're only spending your time effectively speaking to the right people. Yeah. Like you mentioned with the messaging, I think that that's a really super um, important step to send people to because then you're starting conversations and you're building a relationship with them. Um, but you're also making sure that, you know, you're talking with the right people because if you can set up that automated replies, you can get them the information you know, digitally without you having to be the one typing things out. And then if yeah. they continue to make it through and say, okay, are you available for my date? Then it kind of moves it on mm -hmm. versus yeah. just sending somebody to a website and then hoping that they're clicking on the right pages. Unless you've taken my, you know, website course, of course, and then you know how to direct them through your website, how you want them to using sales psychology. So, Ooh. yeah, there's so much psychology, I think, that goes into advertising and marketing that people don't yeah. necessarily think of. They think of it like as one size fits all. And it's like, no, it's really, really not. You have to hit the right people at the right time to motivate the right action mm -hmm. and then make it easy for them to do. So you have to really understand how people how people buy, how people yeah. part with their money um, and, and how to get people to to do so. Mm hmm. So um, objectives, I think, I, like you said, the messaging and link clicks or the traffic, if you're going to direct them to your website because you have it set up properly, is yeah. so important. 
Anything else that you think is important to kind of have in place first when it comes to setting up your ads? Like as far as like targeting and things like that? Um, no, I, I think that like everything that you need ahead of time is, like I said, just like your website, um, you want to make sure that you're available, um, for questions and, um, that you've got your video and your caption and all of that. Um, the last thing, the last step after you press publish is just to tweak your ad if necessary. You've probably experienced this too, where the first ad that you run might not be the most successful ad and that is okay. It's a process. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like having multiple different versions of my ad, like different videos, different photos, different slideshows. Um, uh, there's just carousels, different captions. So definitely testing is a big part of getting ads that get results. Yeah. I think a lot of people give up too, like way too quickly when it comes mm -hmm. to, to ads. They'll boost a post and they'll be like, oh, I spent $25 on that post and I didn't get any bookings. And it's like, okay, so that means you ran it for five days and gave up? Like, you know, it takes a little bit longer yeah, than that. Especially, people, Especially with bridal clients. Yeah. Too, you're going to be spending, this is a higher price point package. It's a, it's a more difficult decision. So it's going to take a little bit of extra time and money, but it pays off because then you are selling a premium service. Yeah. And it's also, if you think of it, like compared to the not or um, to wedding wire, which are a couple hundred dollars a month each, you know, um, if you take that money and you put it into an ad and you tweak it and you figure out what's working, you're controlling who's seeing your messaging versus you just put something up there in a sea of all of your competitors and hoping that the right people find you and are motivated to contact you amongst your competitors. You know, like if you took that and you put it into ads, I think it, it would be so much more successful because you have that control. And it's not like mm -hmm. you're just going to run an ad on the knot for one month. Yeah. You know, your ad campaigns are things that are going to need to run for multiple months at a time. Um, so that way, you know, you're actually getting you're getting consistent results and you can see, okay, you know, I ran this ad for, for six months and it did really well during these mm -hmm. times, or, you know, these are the people who are really clicking on it. You know, you, you have to go through and you have to analyze your results and be like, okay, how, how do I copy this? How do I replicate this? Um, how do I save money on my ads by narrowing my targeting down and stop wasting mm -hmm. money on the people that aren't making it through my funnel? Yeah. So um, inside your, your course, is that kind of the stuff that you go over? Do you teach like the analytics and stuff too afterwards yes. and the tweaking? Yes, awesome. absolutely. Awesome. So a big part of um, doing ads is like looking at the numbers and making mm -hmm. sure that you're actually getting results and understanding what those numbers are telling you and how to tweak accordingly. Um, so in my course, the Ad Lab, we go through something called the Booked Out Ads Formula, and it's four different steps to okay. actually creating ads that convert. So the first step is the irresistible offer. So that's like, what are you going to be offering people that's mm -hmm. special, that's exciting to them? Um, that's where we also create a caption that really reflects that. Um, the second step is the instant attractor video. So it's your video. It's a one minute video where we're really, we talked about it before, but you were uh -huh. really showing all the amazing parts of you and your business. Um, 
Step three is the simple ad launch. So that's where you just take what you've done, you put it into the Facebook ads manager, you set up your targeting and your budget, you optimize your ad to get bookings. Mm -hmm. Um, And then step four is results and scale. So results is where we go into looking at your numbers, looking at the analytics, um, looking at how it's performing and how to tweak it. And then scale is like, okay, now that you've seen the ads work, what do you want to do next in your business? What kind of things do you want to advertise? What can you test out? So there's just unlimited things that you can advertise. And once you start seeing how fun and easy it is, you'll get inspired with other ideas for ads to run as well. Awesome. That sounds great. And if people are interested in the ad lab, where could they find that information? Yeah. So my course at the ad lab is available to join and um, you can get all the information on how to join and how to, you know, take part in the course at uh, joinadlab.com. It's like I said, it's a new name for the course. So I'm actually changing the URL and the domain and stuff, but it should be live by the time that this podcast goes live. Okay. (laughs) It should should be available at joinadlab.com. Awesome. And then um, if there is any change to it, um, I will make sure that the show notes for the episode uh, reflect whatever the current link is. But right now we're, Mm -hmm. this is going to air probably on February. February uh, 21st. So oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So join adlab.com for yes. the ad lab with Stephanie. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, thank for joining too. me today. I hope everybody has gotten a lot of information yeah. um, on how to um, how to set up ads and kind of help them kind of think, okay, you know, is this something that I want to tackle? Is this something that mm-hmm. I think will um, will be able to grow? my business beyond what I'm able to do now. Cause a lot of people are always wondering, well, what's my next step? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, sometimes, you know, advertising in the right way is what's really going to help to, yeah. to grow once you've plateaued. So mm-hmm. hopefully this was a good episode for people. If you liked it, please make sure to um, reach out to me on Instagram and let me know. And speaking of Instagram, Stephanie, if people want to follow you for more information, where can they find you? Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at sunnystorm.marketing. That's my business name. Um, And I'd love to connect with you guys and hopefully, um, you know, give you some more free content and ideas about how to make ads that convert. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for having me, Sue. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.